What's going on, y'all? This is the International King of Swerve, Shane Strickland, here in the Pacific Northwest, Defy Wrestling, and you're listening to City Wrestling Radio. What's going on, everybody? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this, well, this is the Raw Review. I'm your host, Corey Smith, doing it solo yet again on another beautiful Tuesday afternoon. I'm going to try to keep it light for you guys today. Last week was a little rough on me, a little rough on my throat, I believe. Um, it was uh, it was hard to get through everything. It was probably one of my first shows I've done by myself, so I'm going to try to keep it a little bit more free-flowing. If I get off topic, I'm very sorry, but it's just my little butterfly mind wanders sometimes. You know, like, my mind is kind of like the Divas Championship belt. It just flutters around all the time like, like a little butterfly. Uh, but guys... Thank you for check, tuning in on SoundCloud.com slash City Wrestling Radio. But we also have a lot of uh, other fine podcasts on there. We have the Smack It, our SmackDown Live recap and review show, The B Show, which we usually review NXT and NXT UK. This week, we're going to have a very special edition of The B Show with me and Michael Vergara, where we're going to do it a little later, but we're going to review NXT TakeOver. Friday night, right after the show, get it like right immediately up for you guys because I know you guys are going to be begging to talk more about NXT TakeOver. Um, but like I said, soundcloud.com slash city wrestling radio. Uh, a lot of other fine podcast applications, iTunes, Google, Stitcher, Castbox, and many, many more. I think the best way to stay up to date with City Wrestling Radio, though, is to follow us on social media at CWR4 and 5, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram because we post all of our. Um, all of our new shows onto um, onto social media for you guys uh, because we're like, hey, you know, brand new show because, you know, it's free advertisement. And I think that's the only reason. I think it'd be cool to have billboards one day, um, but we can't afford that. We can only afford stickers and discounted postcards at this time. But guys, uh, also check us out on uh, YouTube because YouTube is going to be one of our new uh, one of our new outlets we go to. Um, we're actually going to be doing a new We'll be filming our first, our very first video prediction video that is going to go perfectly fine. Nothing's going to go wrong. Uh, me and Michael Vergara are going to run down the WrestleMania card. <clears throat> um, that's going to go up on Thursday, uh, filming that tomorrow on Wednesday. So, yeah, I'm, just, I'm looking forward to that. Check us out. Search City Wrestling Radio on YouTube. <laughs> uh, we also, uh, yeah. So check us out. Like I said, this is the Raw Review. Um, we're going to talk a lot of news, uh, you know, some news, and then Monday Night Raw from last night because Monday Night Raw was pretty pretty weird in a nutshell, but I'll save it. Um, let's kick it off with some news. We start off with, uh, let's see, I'm, I'm searching over my notes right here. Um, guys, let me see who, what do we want to hear first? No, I'm sorry. There is no live chat. I wish there was a live chat. Um, if you know how to... Um, Okay, here we go. New Japan Pro Wrestling apart, announces the departure of Michael Elgin. Michael Elgin's contract was not reviewed and expired on March 31st. And, um, you know, he's been a part of the promotion since 2015 and signed a contract in 2016. Most recently was part of the New Japan Cup Tour, participating in the tournament, but failing to topple Kazuchika Okada in the first round. His final match with the company was on uh, March 24th, teaming with Colt Cabana and Toa Hanare to defeat uh, Tonkochi and Shota Umino. Um, yeah, so that's interesting. <clears throat> it's interesting to see where Michael Elgin goes from here. 
He's it's funny because he's always had that WWE look. Um, he probably would fit in well in WWE. He seems to have the mentality of a lot of the main uh, main roster guys. You know, he's he's he works hard, and um, yeah, I don't know. So we'll see if Michael Elgin shows up at AEW. Possibly if he's just holding out for a better contract. My guess. My guess is he's probably going to AEW, and and this is the reason why. It's just he's he's uh, I know he's is he Canadian, I believe he's Canadian, um, but it, you know it's closer to home. You know, Japan's a little you know it, it's hard to get there back and forth. Yeah, he's Canadian. He is out of. I am not going to waste ah Toronto, Ontario, Canada. That's where he's from. Michael Elgin. Yeah, so we'll see if he shows up in AEW. You know, he could be following the footsteps of his Canadian brethren, Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho. Uh, we wait to see, though. Yeah, so uh, let's see what the next piece of news we got. Um, it's actually not really factual news, but more of a rumor and speculation. Uh, two former WWE champions who haven't been seen in a long time have been spotted in town in the New York Tri-State area. Bray Wyatt um, was already in town for WrestleMania weekend, and Glenn Kane Jacobs is slated to be in NYC this weekend for WrestleMania as well. We'll see. I can see Glenn, I can see Kane definitely showing up in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal just to fill some extra bodies. Because that, that whole Battle Royal right now is just full of tag teams. It's full of, and I don't want to say B-level tag teams, but like I said, you have... Um, Rude and uh, Gable in there, and a whole bunch of other people. I don't have the list right off the top of my head. And then, you know, Colin Jost and Michael Che, which is just a complete comedy act. And um, Braun Strowman, who I know Braun Strowman's not going to win it because this match, it might be on the pre-show. I mean, I don't know. I mean, they're building up for it, so it might not, might not be on the pre-show this year. Who knows? Um, but I can see Bray Wyatt, both of these guys coming back. Um for uh, the Onto the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. And another piece of news today, we have Shane Strickland, indie wrestling superstar who has just, you know, rumored and speculated to have signed with WWE. He's going to be wrestling his last independent wrestling uh, show this weekend coming up on Saturday, April 6th. Um, This is going to be for Revolver Pro Wrestling, or Pro Wrestling Revolver, I'm sorry, uh, at WrestleCon. Uh, It's going to be streaming live during WrestleMania weekend, all that fun stuff. Uh, he's going to be wrestling in a six-man tag match, uh, joining Joe Gracie and Eddie Kingston versus Sammy Callahan, Jake, and Dave Christ, OVE. Um, so it's going to be fun. Uh, Shane Strickland, actually, I saw him wrestle this last weekend at All Pro Wrestling's uh, unsen- hashtag uncensored against Jake Atlas. And, oh, my God, this was probably the match of the night. I mean, it's, it started out a little slow, I'll be honest. But then, you know, you got to have some buildup in a match. And then once it starts building up, oh, my God. It was, like I said, match of the night. One of the best matches I've seen in a while. It's going to be one of those ones that stick out in my head from all pro wrestling. Like another one I think I have, what I had in my head was when Jordan Devlin was here. Um, and then there was another Fatal 4-Way at Halloween Hell two years ago. So, yeah, it's uh, with... Who was it? Oh, oh uh, Jay White was in that one. Jay White was in that match. Yeah. So Jay White was really good at All Pro Wrestling. You got to go to All Pro Wrestling. If you're in the Northern California area, you know, check out my YouTube show, the NorCal Wrestling Roundup, because 
it's the best way to stay up to date with nor with independent wrestling in Northern California. I give you guys all you know results from the previous shows, but I also tell you where to go next week so you can go see live wrestling yourself. And what you can do in return for me is tell me what you thought of the shows because like you could just say, "Hey, that show was good," and I'll be like, "Thank you, I really appreciate it." For all your help, I'm going to read that comment on air because you're a good person and let me know what you thought of the show. At CWR4 and 5, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or in one of our DMs. I don't know. I get alerts for everything, so hell, I'll figure it out. Um, and let's see. Any other piece of news today? Um, let's see. Uh, WWE announces, oh, oh, announces a WrestleMania week appearance, media appearances. Do we really want to know about this? Elias on... Anything funny? Oh, Elias is going to be on MLB Central. That'll be fun. Same with, um, let's see, Kofi Kingston on Hot 97. Rousey on the Today Show on Thursday. Miz and Maurice on Extra. Becky Lynch on Fox's 5. Good Day New York. Roman Reigns. No, no, no. Let's see. Oh, uh, Triple H on FS1's First Things First. Hey, listen. Uh, first Things First, 9 a.m. Eastern. We're going to talk a little to baseball, probably, because it's baseball season. I don't know. And then we're going to talk WrestleMania, the show of shows, the game of games. The Immortals, I'm going to beat Batista. Yeah, no, I don't know. And then Charlotte, Titus, and Rey Mysterio ring the closing bell. The New York Stock Exchange at 4 p.m. Eastern on Friday. That's weird. I, I always find that, like, the weirdest thing ever to do that. Like, I don't really care. Like, if I was, they were like, hey, we have this great, historic honor Bestoic, I think. Bestoic? I have no one here to correct me today, so I have no idea. Um, this bestoic honor, you know, for you to ring the closing bell. I'd be like, uh, I don't know, maybe. Does it pay? Do I get something? Like, I'd be go to make, make connections. But besides that, it would be like a situation where I would just be like there. It's like, why am I here if I don't really care about it? You know what I mean? You, I don't know. But... Yeah, so that's going to be WrestleMania week. WrestleMania week this week has got a lot of shows coming up. I'm going to try to do some more reviews this week, hopefully on YouTube. Um, like I said, follow us on YouTube. Subscribe, because City Wrestling Radio is an up-and-coming, thriving podcast out of San Francisco, California. And you need, you definitely need to support three cool guys. Well, two at the moment. One of them's on the DL, but, you know, he's uh, on the disabled list, not on the down low. I was on, like I was years ago. No, he's on the disabled list. Um, but we are coming back fully um, functional as, a, you know, me and Michael Vergara are holding down the show. And you are going to help us out by liking, sharing, and subscribing. <clears throat> but with all that being said, let's get into Monday Night Raw from last night. Stephanie McMahon come out to the ring and she pulled, a, she pulled a fast one on all of us. She comes out and she tells us, that she is inserting herself into the main event of Mania, but like we all looked at, we looked at our watches or our phones, and we decided, oh yeah, or we saw it was April first and April Fools. She did it really quick, and I thought it was really funny because she's very stiff when she does like very happy go lucky, like I'm just fooling you, I'm joking around. Um, but when she comes off like when she's a, a heel, an authoritative heel, she comes off so natural. Um, but she only announces that at Mania, the main event, all titles on the line. Um, so one woman is walking out of WrestleMania with both the Raw Women's title and the SmackDown Live Women's Championship. Uh, after that, we have Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman. They come out, cut an in-ring promo. 
Paul Heyman does his usual shtick, you know, um, it's not a, uh, it's, you know, it's a prediction, not a whatever. Uh, Heyman refers to Brock Lesnar as the winner that will take all. Um, Seth, you know, referring to, Heyman refers to Brock Lesnar as the winner that will take all, and the all being the all that Seth Rollins has to give, because this Sunday, Brock Lesnar will violate Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Heyman calls out Rollins, and at, or no, say sorry, Heyman calls Rollins an afterthought to Lesnar, out comes Seth Rollins, marching to the ring. Rollins says, this is also the biggest match of Brock Lesnar's career. Because if he can't beat him, then, you know, he will be exposed. Because nobody wants him here anymore. And Rollins says that beating Brock at Mania is improbable, but not impossible. Brock then pushes past um, pushes past Seth Rollins. And Seth Rollins goes to work. Goes, strikes to Brock Lesnar. Massive German suplex to Seth Rollins. Uh, and then a low a low blow to Lesnar. Two low blows to Lesnar. Super kick to a stomp. Rollins holds the title high. And um, yeah, so Rollins goes over on the go-home show. It's okay. I heard the segment was supposed to go the other way per Dave Meltzer on Wrestling Observer Radio. But they changed it last minute. It makes sense here because um, Seth Rollins the past couple of weeks has not really looked weak per se. But he hasn't really looked like he can beat Brock Lesnar. And tonight, or at least last night, it made him look like he can beat Brock Lesnar. Then we come back from commercial. Rollins is backstage. Charlie, she's back there. She says, hey, Seth, if you do that at WrestleMania, you know, give him the low blows, you, you'll be DQ'd and um, you won't win the championship. And Rollins just issues a statement saying, I'm not champion yet. And I'm just like, Oh, okay, sure. It made no sense at all, but sure. Next up, we have Bailey, Sasha, and Natalia, and Beth Phoenix versus the Iconics and the Samoan Slaughterhouse. That's the team of Nia Jax and Tamina. Um, Sasha tags herself early in the match, like literally Beth Phoenix is in the ring, and Sasha tags herself in before the match even gets started. So Sasha and ba- Peyton Roy start the match. Just to get the match started, Sasha does a very bad botchy trip on the second rope during an arm drag tag takedown. Um, it, it, this match just didn't look good at all. I don't know what was going on. Um, it seemed like they were out of their zone. And uh, yeah, um, the Iconics, they were okay, I guess. Uh, Beth Phoenix is probably the one that came out looking like a million bucks here. It's nothing really to compare. Like, you can't really compare Beth Phoenix and say she just, you know, in the situation, she looked a lot better than all the other women. And she's been she hasn't been wrestling for six years. And that's the point that I don't get, because she comes back. She looks like a million bucks. She pretty much out wrestles these other ladies who are in it on a nightly basis. And Sasha and Bailey, who are supposed to be the tag team champions. It just looked it looked the match looked botchy and. You know, even Sasha, she made a facial expression after the first um, arm drag takedown off the ropes. She was kind of like, okay, okay, like, chill out, everybody. Um, I'm okay, you know, so. Uh, but we have a glam slam to Peyton Royce, and Beth Phoenix gets the pin on Peyton Royce. Next up, we have Batista arriving to the arena, coming through backstage in a car. Then he comes out, cuts an in-ring promo. He just points at the Tron, and a video promo cu- plays, um, highlighting the back and forth between Triple H and... Batista over the years saying, uh, you know, you've never beat me, Triple H. You never beat me. 
I don't, I don't know. I, I have, I don't have a Batista yet. You know, I, I don't have a good Batista impersonation. So I'm sorry. Uh, it cuts back from the video package and he just looks at the camera and says, Hunter kiss my ass. And I thought this was really good. I mean, it was pretty simple. It cut right to the point. He doesn't like him. He hasn't beaten him, which I don't think is true. I think, um, he has beaten him, um, at one point in his career. I, I don't know. I, I you just think it would have happened anyways. Yeah. But I did like it. You know, it was very, you know, it comes off like the, it, it was really funny, though, because he's supposed to come off like the Hollywood elitist. And, you know, he's in his hometown and the crowd is just cheering for him, saying, welcome back. He doesn't try to bury him, though, which I think is good because I hate when a heel just tries to bury their hometown like um, I believe Leo Rush did later. Uh, after this, we have a quote-unquote lumberjack match versus Jinder Mahal and Apollo and um, Apollo Cruz. And, you know, why do you have a lumberjack match if you don't even utilize the lumberjacks? It just makes zero sense to me. Um, so this is a match back and forth between the two men. My favorite, you know, and it sucks that my favorite moment of this match was just EC3 standing right at the hard cam, looking like the most disinterested person I've ever seen. He has his arms folded. I think he was looking at his nails at one point, um, cracking his knuckles. It's just, it makes no sense. So uh, we have a frog splash to Jinder Mahal, and Apollo gets the win. Like I said, a uh, lumberjack match with no lumberjack u- utilization. So. After the match, Apollo, for some reason, poses with the trophy. So he touched the trophy. My rule is is that if you touch the trophy before you win it, you do not win the trophy. Then we have the B team pushing him away to also pose with the trophy. And then everyone just fights each other. Apollo wins the mock battle royal, and that is that. So next up, we have Kurt Angle backstage with Rey Mysterio. This is just under the music. Um, As they cut to commercial, it's probably like, hey, hey, Rey, they cut our match tonight. Can you believe that? Yeah, I, I don't know, Kurt. You know, it's just, you know, I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna fight. We're gonna, I'm gonna fight beside you. And and I don't know. I don't know what the hell they were talking about. Or they were probably like making dinner plans for the night. Yeah. Kurt Angle comes comes out, cuts an in ring promo. Kurt thanks the fans for all the time he's had on Monday, all the good times he's had on Monday Night Raw because you know this apparently this is his last appearance on Monday Night Raw ever. He says. Uh, then we play uh, the voice of comes up from this uh, loud PA system and it says, please direct your attention to the Titantron for a Kurt Angle video package. He seemed a little shocked, so I don't know if they told him the video package was put together. This is a really good video package. The only downside I would have to say to it is cut the new rock out of there, man. Like, at a certain point, like, I don't know, like, there was a lot of iconic imagery of Kurt Angle, and which I really enjoyed because a lot of it I was like, oh, my God, I remember that. I re- Even there was one scene just from a promo video of Kurt Angle's back in the day, which is him running up or just walking up a staircase, kind of trotting up a staircase. And when they played it back, I was just like, oh, my God, it took me back to my room when I was a kid. It was awesome. I loved it. Um, it was probably one of the better video packages that WWE produces in a long time. Uh, cut back from that. Kurt Angle's crying in the ring. He, you know, thank you, thank you. Out comes Baron Corbin. He's like, hey, hey, Kurt, what? You're old and you can't wrestle. And hey, you're out of breath within, which, within like three minutes, which is like, it's true, which is kind of like, ugh. 
Okay. It's like a twist of the knife at that point in the heart. It's like, dude, that probably hurt him a little bit. Uh, then Kurt Angle challenges to a match right there. Um, and Baron Corbin's, well, before that, Baron Corbin's like, I'm tired of people hitting me up on social media telling me that I'm not like worthy of being your opponent. Which I don't get because Baron Corbin, this isn't, uh, this isn't anything with us. You know, he's blocked us on Twitter, whatever. I don't care. I know I make a joke about it every now and again. I think it's my little claim to fame. Like, hey, he paid attention to us. But why are you going to tell people to not do that? Especially when you're a heel, you know, that's going to cause everyone to hit you up on social media, but you just start block. I don't know. It makes no sense to me. Anyways, uh, Kurt challenges to an exhibition match. Baron fakes him out, but out comes Rey Mysterio. Ray challenges Baron to a match. Everyone brawls, angle slam to Baron Corbin, but Baron just walks away, and Ray and um, Kurt Angle stand there, stand tall. I did like, however, that Ray Mysterio was kind of wearing a City Wrestling Radio colored theme outfit. Thank you, Ray Mysterio, for doing that. We did not sponsor that outfit, but God, if we could, we would. Um, I would, I would have threw a logo on his little buttocks area. Next up, we have Charlie backstage with Charlotte. Charlotte said she's going to win at Mania. Why? Because, I don't know, she's genetically altered or gifted or whatever. She's Charlotte, and she's going to win. She's Ric Flair's daughter, and she's genetically no, genetically gifted. That's what it is, right? Yeah. After that, we have Aleister Black and Ricochet versus the Revival for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Um, I thought this was going to be a match that happened at Mania, but it's happening right now. Um, I guess after the show, we had... Kurt Hawkins, well, Ricochet and Aleister Black lost, unfortunately. But after this, we had Kurt Hawkins, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder issuing a challenge to the Revival for a match at Mania. So, okay, so Ricochet and Aleister Black can win against the Revival for weeks. Weeks, literally. And then they don't get a title shot, and they do, and they lose. Fluke win, and I'll go through the match real quick, don't worry. And... Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder can just ask for a title shot. Like, woo woo, bro. We're in New York, bro. Let me get. Okay, sure. Whatever. Um, So one weird thing about Aleister Black and Ricochet coming out to the ring. Okay, they're they're tweaking the entrances way too much, man. Uh, Ricochet, he comes out to the ring. First off, right. Okay, I got used to the lights. I got used to no lasers. I said, okay, I kind of like no lasers. It looks a little better, a little bit more foggy, um, whatever. I can deal with that. And then as soon as Ricochet takes his hood off, they play a damn lightning bolt uh, sound effect. What is that? What is that? Like, what is that? You know? I, I It makes no sense. Okay, and then I was shaking my head. And then when Aleister Black comes out, his when he comes up like a... Um, you know, from the catapult thing or whatever that thing is, it makes a creaking noise. Like, and I was like, dude, are you guys trying to make them into like, like Halloween monsters? Because that's what I honestly thought they were trying to do. I thought they were trying to make Aleister Black maybe kind of resemble a vampire and Ricochet. I don't know, you know, like somebody who controls lightning. I don't know. Like a Superman type character, I don't know, man. But it, it it is what it is. And please, 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 if anybody, 
in WWE is listening to me, please stop it. Take it out. I hate it. This one guy hates it. No, a lot of people hate it, actually. Um, I saw a lot of other podcasts talking about it. Um, yeah, so uh, let's go through the match. Black and Dawson start the match. Alistair Black fights off both members of the Revival. We have a double Hurricane Rana to the, to the Revival by Alistair Black. Gory special to, ricoch- to Ricochet by Dash Wild. Dash Wilder, yeah, Scott Dahl, yeah, yeah, the Tornado DDT to Black on the outside, Suicide Dive to the Revival by Ricochet, uh, all men are outside, they're all knocked out, Dawson gets into the ring first, Ricochet tries to get into the ring by the 10 count, but Dash Wilder was the one that held him on the outside, uh, held Ricochet's leg so he couldn't get back in the ring, and they lose by countout, so it's like you you have them lose by countout, so it's not definitive, but it's the end of the story. Okay, sure. Um, after the match, um, both the Alistair, both Alistair Black and Ricochet focus their attention on Scott Dawson. And, um, yeah, so, you know, Scott, uh, we have a black mask of Scott Dawson followed by a 630 splash. And it makes no sense to me, like I said. And it is what it is. Next up, we have Ronda Rousey. She, she's backstage with Charlie. Charlie wants to ask her a question, but Ronda just wants to fight. She doesn't want to talk tonight, Charlie. Um, but she talks anyways. She's, you know, if if I go out there, I uh, hope none of these two women turn on me tonight because it's a six-woman tag match tonight. Becky, Charlotte, and Rousey versus the Riot Squad. And the first, if any of the women turn on each other during the match, then they get pulled from the main event at Mania. Um, so next up, we have uh, Alexa Bliss. She's backstage with EC3 and Tyler Breeze. This is a really weird segment to begin with. Um, she's just talking to Tyler Breeze about his new haircut and it, yeah, it, it, okay. And then Tyler, EC3 just looks really annoyed with Tyler Breeze in walks Braun Strowman. Cause they talk, start talking about uh, the SNL guys and they start like, Oh, you know, weekend update was funny last week and Braun Strowman. Wow. The guy who's supposed to be a face gets really annoyed by other people's work and success and artistry that when he sees somebody enjoy, a form of work by somebody else, he gets that irritated that he has to use physical violence to uh, stop it. So Braun Strowman, in my opinion, is the ultimate heel. I think his character is very, um, he bullies these guys. So he walks up, he sees, because EC3 and Tyler Breeze point at the two guys, like, oh, we're not laughing at, you know, we end up, these two guys down here are. And they're just two innocent guys, like two jobbers from, you know, Washington, D.C., I'm guessing. And, yeah, he challenges them to a match. He says, you're Colin Jost, you're Michael Che tonight. It's going to be a two-on-one handicap match. I'll take both of you on. Okay, sure. Uh, okay, yeah, sure. Be a star, Braun, be a star. Next up, we have Dasha backstage with Roman Reigns. Dasha wants to know if Roman feels 100%. And Roman says, yeah, he feels 100%. Then McIntyre attacks. And he says, I want to see your face. I want you to see my face when you close your eyes at night. Which I thought was a very sweet line. And it's something I'm going to say to somebody one day um, when I feel special about them. I'm going to say, dear special someone, I want you to see my face when you close your eyes at night. It's it's very sweet, very kind. After this, we have the the literally the... Not the moment of that. So it's good setting up for this. So we have the Riot Squad versus Rousey, Charlotte, and Becky. Uh, Charlotte and Riot started the match. Becky is taunting her teammates. Armbar to Liv. Submission victory. Rousey over Liv. Literally, as soon as the bell rings for the submission, Rousey goes after Charlotte and Becky. 
All the women brawl. Security comes down to break them up. They fight off the security. And then law enforcement comes down. Ooh, the three women were handcuffed and all women were led up to upstage by the up to the were led up the stage by the police. And yeah, it makes, you know, it was fun. I enjoyed this. So they took them backstage, um, started putting them in police cars and they start brawl. They put Rousey and Becky in the same police car. They start kicking each other back and forth. Charlotte in another police car. They, t- you know, Rousey breaks the window of the car. They take Becky out of the first car, try to put her in the car with Becky or with Charlotte. Charlotte gets out of that car. Everyone's brawling. There was like a V trigger to Rousey when her head was out the window of the fucking car. Oh my God. Like I couldn't stop watching this segment. I've watched it like probably like an exact number 13 times. Um, there's so many different versions of it online. My favorite is when it goes along with cops, the cops intro theme song, the cops is filmed on location with the men and women of the law enforcement. All suspects are guilty until proven innocent or innocent until proven guilty. See, that's why I don't work in law enforcement. I don't remember the law. Um, but yeah, so I really liked it. My favorite part was when Rhonda got the V trigger knee by Charlotte Oh, and then Rousey steals one of the cars. Like she gets in like the front driver's seat and starts driving one of the cars into another. I was like, what the fuck is going on here, man? I don't know. It was very slapstick humor. There was another version of it. I liked somebody attached to the Benny Hill theme song to it. So uh, then we get uh, Heavy Machinery versus Glorious Gable. Um, yeah, so this uh, Gable and Otis start the match. Uh, Lacey Evan comes out, but then she leaves and compacted to Gable. Otis gets the pin on Gable. And after the match, uh, Bobby Roode looked very distraught. So I'm guessing they're going to break that team up soon, probably during the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Uh, next up, we have Braun versus two innocent bystanders. Apparently, Colin Jost and Michael Che. We never got their real names. Uh, total, squ- total, total squash match, as you might have assumed. Uh, double power slam to the, do- to the jobbers. Uh, Braun gets the pin and the win. I really hope Braun loses at the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. You know, I think there's a few ways they can go with this. They can have Bray Wyatt win it. Sure, have him come in. Sami Zayn, I think they're going to keep him under wraps until he actually shows up at Mania. And um, because Sami Zayn's showing up, dude, he's been ready for a while. He was posting pictures of Europe like in Europe a week ago. So he's trying to throw off the scent. I get you, Sammy. I see what you're doing, man, and I don't like it. No, but he'll be at Mania for sure. Um, and uh, Colin Joe's Michael Che. I mean, come on. Really? Like, no. Braun could win it, but uh, it's he's big Braun now. He's Braun Show. Well, he's the Braun Show. Uh, next up, we have Charlie in the ring with Lashley and Leo Rush. Lashley says, or so Charlie wants to know, she says, so there's been rumors of the demon showing up at Mania. Do you guys have anything to say about this? And I'm like, why are you going to tell us that there's there's been no rumors of the demon showing up? Yeah, just say there's rumors. I was talking about it in my head. I thought about it. Um, and Leo Rush grabs the microphone and says, you know, Finn Balor, Leo Rush, Finn Balor, the demon, uh, they're the same person. I mean, like, 
you know, I don't know. I, that quickly went from Christopher Walken to John Travolta. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, but then Balor appears on the screen. He turns into the demon and he sticks his tongue out very suggestively. Like, very. it made me think of Kiss. When I first saw it, it's like Gene Simmons of Kiss. Uh, he always had a very long tongue, so he always stuck his tongue out. And, yeah, it... Okay, and I wonder if that's what Vince see. Vince just sees these guys. He sees like Ricochet. Ah, you're like a superhero. Ah, you're Superman. You're Superman. Then he sees uh, you know, Alistair Black. You're Dracula. Then he sees Finn Balor. Gene Simmons. You're Gene Simmons. Like just fucking make him the Kiss Demon at that point. Jesus Christ. By the way, we need to have the Finn Balor Demon versus the Kiss Demon once and for all. Demon versus Demon. Who is the ultimate Demon? And then next up, we have our main event of the go-home show of WrestleMania. A fucking Baron Corbin match. Baron Corbin versus Rey Mysterio, which literally was all Baron Corbin, like most of the match. And I, okay. So Rey Mysterio comes out first with no crowd reaction. I do like, however, the new Baron Corbin uh, entrance announcement. When, you know, the announcer goes, former GM or former acting general manager, former U.S. champ, former insert the city name here, favorite son. Uh, Pretty awesome. I like it. Um, And I think, like I said, I think Baron Corbin's going over at Mania. Don't, you know, mark my words. Like Brian Alvarez says, mark my words. Unless he quoted, like trademarked that. Just, you know, you heard it here first. Baron Corbin's winning at Mania. Uh, like I said, Ray sporting the CWR colors. Baron uh, sl- pretty much control of most of the match. Deep six to Ray and a pin. Okay, sure. Ray Mysterio, who is supposed to be in a match at WrestleMania for the United States title against Samoa Joe, who is far more superior of a wrestler to Baron Corbin, loses to Baron Corbin on his signature move. On his signature move. Like, I don't know. That it. It to me, it just oh my god that just I could have I could have changed that the entire time. Sorry, there's something on my board. Um, so it makes no sense. I don't know. Like I said, this whole episode of Monday Night Raw has made zero sense. I'll just say in the the title made zero sense. Zero zilch not a nil. So then uh, Baron Corbin tries to leave, and he gets attacked viciously by Kurt Angle. So it is what it is. Monday Night Raw, the go-home show of WrestleMania. WrestleMania is a few days away. We have so much wrestling. NXT, G1 Supercard, fucking WrestleMania, Joey Janela's Spring Break, um, Joey Ryan's Penis Party, which I'm trying. I'm actually going to try to watch that one because I know Pox and Pentagon Jr. are both announced for that show. Um, you know, the pride championship, I don't know, not pride fighting championship, but it was like an open LGBT wrestling uh, championship federation, I think, which I think is really cool. You know, me being an open, uh, queer man myself, I think it's good that, you know, there are more outlets for wrestling and more types of people to enjoy wrestling because that's what wrestling is. It's supposed to be about people getting together and watch people beat the crap out of each other, or at least pretend to beat the crap out of each other in a ring, and put on a show for us all to enjoy, because wrestling is for everybody. So, that was Monday Night Raw, guys. Um, Like I said, we'll see what happens 
at WrestleMania. We'll see what happens tonight on SmackDown Live. It's playing right now as I speak. I can tune in and tell you guys, but I'm not going to because that would be rude. Because we're going to talk about it tomorrow on Smack It. And hopefully I'll have a co-host. But you know, I'm kind of liking the solo thing. I think I did a good job today. Um, I kept going with it. I think there's going to be a couple edits. But hey, that's just what you have to do in life. You have to keep editing and, um, you know, roll on with the losses. Because in life, when life gives you lemons, you make waffles. Because the, I... Guys, for City Wrestling Radio, I'm Corey Smith. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm supposed to. I, I forgot there's nobody here. I'm Corey Smith. Check us out on SoundCloud.com slash City Wrestling Radio. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at CWR415. Search, search for us on YouTube, City Wrestling Radio, and subscribe, please. I want everybody to go to YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube channel because that is where I that's where I really want all our followers. I mean, you could check us out on SoundCloud. That'd be cool. But I've been doing SoundCloud for like a year and a half. And, you know, you know, check us out. Subscribe wherever you can, wherever you listen to us. And if you do subscribe to us on uh, YouTube, make sure to hit that notify bell because that's when you get notified. You'll get that little thing in your corner like, bing, City Wrestling Radio has just updated a new video for your watching enjoyment. So, guys, thank you very much. Have a wonderful Tuesday evening. And I'll see you tomorrow with Michael Vergara for Smack It, our SmackDown Live recap and review show. I said also WrestleMania predictions on YouTube this year on YouTube. Hopefully it'll be a big four um, thing we do guys. Thank you very much and have a great day.